This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And Michael, we've got an interesting question. I know one that you tend to have a little energy with. And here's the question. What are you talking about? Energy. There's no energy. (laughs) No energy here. (laughs) So here's the question. What's up with the Enneagram? Should I take it? First of all, it's not the Enneagram. 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 It's the Enneagram. Enneagram. And there's no energy around. No, I'm kidding. No. It is the Enneagram. (laughs) Enneagram. Uh, Now, my wife actually taught an entire class at Village Church on the Enneagram. The Enneagram, uh, let's put it this way. Should you do it? It's not a moral mandate, nor is any other personality test. Uh, Should you do it in terms of is it helpful, et cetera? Um, that really depends if you want to be self-aware and understand how your dynamics affect other people. So, Well, and then how you interact with other people that might be wired a little differently. For sure. You. So here, here's the point. Let, let's explain what Enneagram is. I think that would be a great place to start for some listeners that don't know anything about the Enneagram. Right. So big picture. It's an ancient personality test. Now, when people think of personality tests, they think of Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs. What is your uh, Myers-Briggs? I am an E-N-T-P. What are you? I am an I-N, and then I can't remember, T. J. J. Yes. J. Yep. Yes. Uh, I can tick, typically after knowing somebody for about a month, I can diagnose their their (laughs) Myers-Briggs. Then you have your disc profile. The disc profile. So here's the funny thing. People assume that because I have strong opinions that I'm a high D, that's uh-huh. the D-I-S-C, whatever. Yes. I've, like uh, in my purest moments, I've got very little D. And my I, which is like the extrovert, uh-huh. Blah, uh-huh. you know, You're like is an all the way at the top, you know, and, and I have no S and C. And uh, what's your, do you know your disc? Yes, you, um, I'm DC. You're DC. That actually yeah. makes a lot, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. So yeah. like the whole nature of that is yeah. personality tests kind of help you understand why people are the way they are yes. and what they try to get down to is this thing called personality. And uh, my wife has a strong opinion. I, I appreciate this. And I think I'm representing her correctly. That, <laughs> you better be. Yeah, right. Uh, that personality doesn't change. Different aspects of your personality come out, you grow and you mature. Yes. But the core of kind of who a person is, yeah, who is kind of infused yeah, Who they're hardwired to be by God doesn't yep. usually change. Now, it might be modified, especially once a person becomes a Christian and as they mature in their Christian faith, their personality can be Holy Spirit controlled. Right. She may say, and I don't actually know. So uh, she may say something like, my wife's a professional counselor and she studies this stuff for a living. So she may say that personality is solidified by a certain age. I don't know. I, I'll ask her about it. That, but either that's way, what I've read too. Either way, by the time you're an adult, if you will, your kind of personality is who you are. It's obviously a very complex and dynamic reality of somebody. And so when you think about personality tests, like the DISC profile, it's very simple. It doesn't have a lot of nuance to it. Myers-Briggs is a little bit more nuanced, but not doesn't go as deep as maybe as you'd want it to. But what the Enneagram does is it, it goes deeper than any other personality test by far. It's an ancient personality test developed hundreds and hundreds of years ago, used by Christian monks, et cetera, all different and, and people this from one spiritual is where faiths also. It has always been Christian-based, where yeah. for the most part, it's been Christian-based, yeah. where other personality tests have been more psychologically based. Right. There is a, an aspect of the history of the Enneagram that had mystic roots, et cetera, but all of that don't get lost in it. It's a, a really healthy, helpful, functional 
test. So for example, I'm a seven. My wife is a one. I'll explain all that in a minute. There are nine numbers in the Enneagram and each number is your major personality type. And then every number has a wing uh, and the wing is going to be the number next to your number. So if I'm a if I'm a seven, I could be a seven wing eight or a seven wing six. And it's just a really dynamic personality. And every every number relates to a different number in a different way. So me being a seven and my wife being a one, historically sevens and ones fight. Yes. Well, guess what we did for the first year or two of our marriage? <laughs> we fought like yeah. crazy. And because my core fear and my core pursuit was at conflict with her core fear and her core pursuit. And, and if somebody would have sat us down and said, hey, man, here's your core pursuit in life. Like your personality runs towards these things and hers runs towards these things. And the two often are at odds with each other. Like that's going to be a recipe for, for conflict. So it's also interesting. Uh, here's a little fun fact for you. Again, I'll, I'll explain the numbers in a minute. But when I was a lead pastor, well, I am the lead pastor of Village Church. But when I was the only staff pastor, and it was just myself and Bethany, uh, she was full-time as our communications manager. It was just us on staff. All of our ministry directors were volunteers. Right. And almost every single director that I personally asked or put into place was an Enneagram one, which yeah, is what my wife is. Now, now you've allowed me to take over all those ones. I know, and over, yes. And it's and like that, that's unique. It, that's, is, it is unique. You have a team of ones. A team you, of ones. You do have a three on there. But the uh, yes. the whole point of that, though, is ones are are very, when they're not in a good place, judgy, but when they're in a really good place, <laughs> they're very discerning uh, and they get a lot done. And so when I looked around and, and I tried to figure out who is discerning and wise and effective, all around me, ones were just popping up left and right. And I didn't even know. I didn't even have the categories. So when I started learning Enneagram and then looking at the history of who I was putting into voluntary, volunteer ministry positions of leadership, uh, ones were just off the charts. Yeah. The people that I loved to party with were sevens because sevens are partiers. That's mm-hmm, what I am. And, mm-hmm. and it was interesting, like, uh, how these dynamics. And then I really, really love surrounding myself with threes because threes just have this, like, very loyal, hardworking persistence to them. They just, right. they play the long game and I love that. And and uh, it was very interesting to watch how the teams that I was, I was growing all had very similar attributes. And the Enneagram actually made incredible sense of that. Why don't you back up and why don't you start explaining the Enneagram and the numbers? The numbers, all right. So uh, a number, so number one, okay. Number one, this is my wife. It's a ha- bunch of leaders at our church, actually. It's the reformer or the, or the perfectionist. They want to just make everything better. Sure. Um, in their world, if you just listen to them, it'll be better. And typically, actually, it, it is. And it's interesting about those ones is they like to think out loud. And from what I've learned, they have a lot of opinions to improve. Uh, and and if you're not careful, as someone who is an eight, you can take it, if I'm not in a good place, as complaining or critical. And they're not trying to do that. They're trying to improve the reformer. They are trying to make things better. So it's funny because I'm not a reformer, but I love reformers. So I'm constantly like, how can it be better? How can it be better? Probably the reason I surround myself with ones is because they're like, well, I can make anything better. If you just listen to me, it'll be better. (laughs) So like, I love ones. So as as, like, in terms of my temperament, I loved all of the feedback that ones gave. You know, like I'm the guy who gets done preaching and I'm not like, don't talk to me for a week. I'm the guy who says, make it better, make it better. Make it better. What can be better? How can I serve people better? How can I do better? 
And I'm not trying to reform myself. I'm letting other people reform me sure. because I don't have the ability to evaluate myself real time in uh -huh. terms of that stuff. So anyways, we won't take this long on all of them. I just, you and me happen to have a lot of relationships. We have a lot of ones. ones. So here we go. Uh, number two is the helper or, yep. or the giver. They're always serving, always yep. serving, always trying to help, giving you their best. Number three is the achiever or the performer, success-oriented, reward-oriented. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, again, all of these can be great, and you can also see the shadow side. Each of these personality characteristics, each of these numbers have a, both a positive and a less than positive yep. side. I won't say negative, but well, less than positive. Well, I mean, the Enneagram would actually call it out and say like they have shadow sides that yep. are very negative. And, and so number four is probably the most elusive. If you were to take an emoticon or an emoji for the number four, it would be a unicorn. They're the individualist, the romantic, the dreamer, almost never satisfied and always pursuing and again, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. Fives are the investigators and mm -hmm. the observers. They're the they're the ones who are who are like, well, actually, if you dig deeper into the data, you know, like that's who <laughs> yes. they are. Which again, I love them. And, and when they're in a bad place, like they get really, really critical with data. Yes. And number six is the loyalist, the skeptic. They're very safety oriented. A lot of cops sometimes are actually driven their sixes. Number seven, uh, that's me. This is you. The enthusiast, always pursuing pleasure and joy and happiness and woohoo. Yep, like, yep. The, life the is party a party. follows you. Correct. And I'm if a, it doesn't, then you make it. I will make it a party make everywhere a party. I go. And yeah, there, there's, a, there's a team that I'm on. I think I drive them nuts because every time I come in and no one's laughing, I'm like, what's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> and they all, they're all so serious. And I'm like, I'm a, anyway, so. Uh, I'm a seven wing eight, uh, which actually means when I'm not in a good place, I go to, I do go to an eight. This is the challenger and protector and they're very respect oriented. Yeah. Let me just give a little uh, irony and you know this, you're well aware of the yes. shadow side of the eight. Yes. But if you read almost any, any Enneagram, uh, like whatever. So they'll, they'll be like, oh, ones, here's what they do. And twos are great. And threes are great. And fours and this and fives and six and sevens and nines. And eights are jerks. Eights are angry. Uh, they're yeah, always like, angry. Like all the world dictators are eights. You yeah. know, like uh, <laughs> they're just like, oh, I'm going to take over and win, you know, respect mm -hmm. me. And, and so like, because the shadow side of eights are so oppressive, they get a lot of bad press. But yes. when they're in a good place, the good they do is unbelievable. Yeah. If you're an eight, you just have to know that you're, when you're not in a good place, it goes bad yes. quick. And mm -hmm. when you're in a really good place, it goes it goes great quick. Yes. So eights tend to live in extremes. That's at least my experience. And the nines are the peacemakers. Just very calm. They just want everybody to be happy. They're always mediating. Yeah. And Alex, uh, Pastor Alex of Village Church of Bartlett, he's a, he's a nine. He's a nine. Matt Souls, uh, our youth pastor. And uh, you, you guys We're are eights. eights. I'm a seven. Josh Freddie, our new communications manager. I think he's a six primarily. We're kind of all over the place. Matt Young, uh, he thinks he's a, a, a one. I think he's a five. We, we're debating. Anyways, I think he's perpetually I, I offended he's by my um, by my observations on him. And he's like, but every every test I take, I get a one. Anyway, so it's it's actually fun to just kind of figure out. Yeah. Well, you know what? Why is that person always obsessed with data? Mm -hmm. Why do they always want proof? Why are they always studying? Well, God wired them to be that way. Why Why is Michael always goofing off why does he like go from super serious in a sermon to like cracking some inappropriate joke right after? I'm a seven, man. Yeah, like if it gets too serious, that. I'm like, let's bring a party back to this yep. table because yep. I want everybody to be happy. Not in a people pleasing way. I just want to, I want to live in a perpetual party. When you start to look at people and you start to understand what motivates them, which Enneagram is really good at getting down to motivation, fears, yeah. who you are at your best, who you are, who you are at your worst and how you relate to other people. It's actually super helpful. So you will find when people get into this, they do get in too deep. 
Yeah. You start to process everybody, everybody in your life through this like lens. So it, it can be bad if you're not in control. There's one girl on our staff, one woman, sorry. And she's <laughs> like, I'm taking a month off of the Enneagram. <laughs> and, uh, but all, all we had to do is start talking about it. And she gets sucked right back in. Yep. It's, it's a very addicting thing to take. But it's probably addicting because we're all narcissists mm-hmm. and it's fun to talk mm-hmm. about ourselves. Yeah. And that's why it is good to take these personality tests, whether it's Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or DISC or any of the other ones that have been out there for, for some length of time and have proven themselves to be worthwhile. It is good to know why do you do what you do? How did God wire you? And then how do you interact with your team? Yep. We see everyone through our own lens. And so we think everybody should process the way we process. Oh, yeah. But God didn't do that with everyone. God loves diversity. He loves variety. Mm. He doesn't want everyone out of the same cookie cutter. And that's the beauty of being created in the image of God. When you take it to the extreme and now people are boiled down to you're a one, you're a seven. That's you're, all you are. That's all you are. You are. You're always judging me. You know, and it's like, <laughs> well, uh, actually, people are a little more complicated and complex than yeah. that. So that's the only problem I have with Enneagram is. I agree. So, sometimes personality we, we just go a little too deep and we don't need to. Yep. All right. Ne- next question. Next question. We could talk about this for days, but. Oh, yes. So is it actually, okay? You could talk about I it for know, days. It's a problem. <laughs> I could talk about anything for days. That is the problem. <laughs> We're like 700 almost like episodes into this Q&A podcast. And I'm like, nah, I got another thousand. You still got there. more. You know, like it's a problem. Uh, is, it o- next question. is it okay to have my primary Christian community not be in my church? Mm-hmm. 